Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the headquarters of the studio Built to Grow podcast, joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Good. Back, I'm back <laughs> in the saddle. I've been uh, in Oklahoma City for 12 days, 11 days too long. <laughs> it's tough, man. I can't, you know, and a lot of people listening can probably relate. It is hard to not work. Like you just, you feel like you're being lazy. You're just like, what am I doing? Um, and yeah, it's family time. Where I was out there for my daughter's, you know, Youth National Arabian competition is our first year. And let me tell you guys uh, what happened over those, that I guess, 12 days with her. My She's 10 years old um, is, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll tell you the story. It's just like mind blowing how strong this little girl yeah. is. So, um, well, I'll just go into it. Who cares? This is her first year riding. So she's got two horses that she rides. Um, we lease them from the barn, mm-hmm. but it, they're really expensive. Like it's, it's, so we're, we're invested into this thing. So, so we go out there and she rides this horse, uh, Nikki, Nikki's an Arabian full bre- uh, full, full breed um, mm-hmm. um, Arabian. And they have classes for all Arabians and half Arabian. Anyways, long story short, she has a beautiful ride, three quarters of it. She's coming down the last turn and Nikki just wants to act up, thinks the thinks the class is done and goes out into the middle and stops. And she can't budge the horse. And so DQ'd, she's out. And so that's her first you know, experience. And she's like bummed, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Two days later, she's on this other horse, uh, Voodoo Child. What a great horse. Bloodlines are like royalty with this horse. There's a, there's an actual, like the, the father of this horse is like that, a briar horse made of, of it. It's like a Huckleberry Bay. If yeah. you're in the industry, it's like this famous horse. This is the, the, the horse's uh, sire or whatever, whatever. Um, the, the horse comes out like a rocket and it's a walk trot class. They're not supposed to be moving, galloping yeah. and, and cantering. And she just can't control this horse. It's so like call it hot. Like yeah. it's so much energy. It was so yeah. excited to be there and DQ'd. So now she's never done nationals. She's DQ'd out of two. Well, I wouldn't say DQ last place. She didn't get like ejected or anything, but she's like bummed. Yeah. And she's all bummed. Non-placing. And you know, she had some high expectations. She goes home and gets COVID like two days later. So she's sick as a dog, 105, 103 degrees all night sweating. Like she's, so we have to pull her. We can't bring her to the barn. She can't practice. She can't go out there. And, you know, thankfully we're there for so long. She, she misses all of her classes in the middle of the week and we're getting ready to go home. We're done. Like, we just kind of like, that's it. This is what it is. And she starts feeling better. And she's like, daddy, I want to go ride. Let's go. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of nudging her a little bit, but she comes back and she rides that last ride on Nikki again. And she gets fourth place, which is massive. There's like 11 girls or kids out there. And this is fourth place in national national event last class. So she got, she got a little plaque and ribbon and she's just like back on cloud. Nine. There you go. So what does that tell? I mean, if we're going to do, you know, a story here, it's like, Hey, you could give up. 
Yeah. If your business, your business beats the hell out of you every day. You can just mail it in and be done and say, Hey, I give up or hell be like Alexandra yeah. and go, get, go step up guys and go put that work in. And so, so proud of her. She's pumped. And, uh, you know, of course now she wants a horse <laughs> naturally. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, props to her. She shows up at, you know, first nationals. Yeah. Think about this guys. First nationals just to even be there. Yeah. Would be huge, yeah. right? You yeah. you leave eleventh place, you're still eleventh best youth national in the world. Yeah, you know at yeah, that yeah. time, right? But not only that, but she gets slapped with adversity. COVID. You know, COVID of all things in the middle of this, yeah. and decides, you know, once she's able to, she wants to get back on the horse, quite literally. Yep. And uh, compete. And I've, I mean, I know her well, right? Like yeah. I know her yeah. little attitude and how yeah. she was. She she was probably formulating everything. Like she was yeah. dialed in at you know final. But to come out number four is huge. It's huge. Yeah. You know. And, and I love that because the adversity is enough to make most people give up yeah. typically. Right. Like, Oh shit, I got COVID. Like I'm out. Yeah. It would be easy, you know? And, and, there, and nobody would second guess that. Right. Like no. normally we'd be like, Oh, totally understand. That's all right. Correct. But she did. Yeah. And you know, guys, if you ever had COVID, you're down for like, oh. you, you, you just have no energy for like the next month. Right. Ugh. So she was, so she did the ride and she went to sleep for like six hours <laughs> after. So proud of her. Um, you know, and that goes into kind of our, our iron circle grid award. Yeah. We, we gave that award out to Missy, um, you know, surgeries, COVID loss of employees down 50, 60% comes all the way back. Right. And yeah. so, you know, there's so many gems that are closing. There's so many gems that have kind of like, hey, uh, this is it. This is my fate. Uh, and then there's others out there. And you guys are listening. If you're listening to the show, it's probably you. You guys have been beaten up, right? We've all been beaten up and you're coming back. Um, and then so that's kind of what our topic is about today. Not necessarily the, the the grit and the adversity and all that stuff, but like, hey, how do you know if your gym is healthy? Yeah. Right? And for years and years running the gym, um, I just would have the PNL, and if you guys know anything about PNLs, it's a snapshot of what happened in the past. So it's not really, it's it's basically how did you do? Is your report card? Yeah, and, and and you don't really know. Like, if is there money in the bank account or is there not? Like, hey, what, how do I know if how do I know how I grade up against the global like good gems? And so there's this book, uh, Profit First. For Micro Gyms uh, by John Briggs. Highly recommend. This is the first book, guys, that I've seen that really lays it out. Like, hey, your margin should be this. Percentage of gross uh, revenue. Uh, these are your line items. I'm going to kind of go through it. But um, up until this book, it was, how's my profit margins? What do I know? Is, is 10% good? Is 20% good? What's the industry average? I will tell you the industry average is 10 to 12%. Okay. Okay. Net profit. Like that's just kind of globally Ursa's numbers. Yeah. It's like, hey, and if you think about 10 to 12% net profit, if let's just say you were doing, I don't know, 500 grand, 10% is 50 grand. 50 grand. That's profit. And like, hey, we're working pretty hard to get there. And so the idea around Profit First uh, by Mike McCallowish, which is the, uh, you know, the author of the big book, Profit First, this this particular one for micro gyms is just niched down for us. Um it really forces you to take that profit up front. Yeah. And so the, the equation in a typical gym or ch typical business is, you know, revenue minus expenses equals profit. In profit first, it's revenue minus profit equals expenses. What's the difference? Well, we're saying, hey, we're going to lock in that profit, put it over here, and we're going to have to operate the business on what's left. Yeah. Yeah. You're forcing profitability instead of sitting there and seeing what kind of scraps you got left. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know what law it is. I don't know if it's Parkinson's law. I don't know. There's 
there's a law that says, hey, our expenses will grow to the revenue that we have. And so that just means that, hey, we're going to find things to spend money on if there's money in the bank. Sure. And so Profit First really helps you break down your expenses, your profit, pulls out money for taxes. And I want to go over these. uh, I'm going to give you a nice chart in here. So props to, to John Briggs. John Briggs is a CrossFit owner, but he was an accountant first. So this is like second nature to him. Yep. All right. And so in the profit first model, the idea is that we have, you know, top line revenue minus cost of items you're selling. It basically comes down to real revenue on a PL, it's, it's, uh, it's net income. It's, it's a uh, total income minus cost of goods sold equals, you know, gross profit. Gross profit is basically what money do we have to work with okay, at the top line. Now, moving down, you've got things like staff. What should, what, percentage of gross revenue should be your staff and payroll. Well, they're saying, hey, here, shoot, you try to shoot for 25%. 25% or less. I mean, I guess yeah, of course, or ideally, less, yeah. right? Ideally, it would be less. But like, hey, if is your staff payroll 25% or less? Is it? If it is, thumbs, check the box. Check that right? box. Yeah. There if you go. it's much lower, let's just say it's 10%. Hey, you know what that means? You, you might have some room to give raises or hire a new employee. Um, a lot of times gyms will, will go bootstrap thing and, you know, the gym owners doing all the doing work, all the not work, really yeah. paying for themselves. So like artificially staff payrolls lower, but somebody has got to do that work. And if you're not paying yourself, well, that, that's, that's where, where that, that's where it's coming from. Sure. So this is a good exercise to kind of go back and say, Hey, Hey, what's our percentage of gross revenue um, is, is payroll. So in this, in profit first, there's, they're recommending 25%. Next line item is profit forcing 10% profit off of every deposit. So if you get a deposit for two grand today, you peel off 200, 200 bucks, bucks and throw it in a separate account, lock in that profit. Now, every quarter they tell, they force you to take distributions and that way you're, you're, you know, and I like this because here's the money that's set aside that is profit. Not again, this is not needed for your business. You've, you've got operating expenses down here in a little bit, but like, Hey, now I've got five grand in here and I've give myself a bonus sure. or the owner, or you can give it out for like profit sharing. Um, I like that. So the next line item is owner's pay. And if you have multiple owners, this is a combination, but like in the profit first model, they're saying, Hey, 15% of gross revenue should be owner's pay. Is it more? Is it less? Take a look, right? So if you have your PLs, we're, we're through June, six months, yeah. this is like, Hey, we could, we can really get a good look at how are we doing? And then it gives you time to adjust, right, for the end of the year. Then the one that is really interesting here is the tax account. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale 
like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. In standard business, what happens is you take a K-1 distribution as, let's just say there was $50,000 in profit in the business. You move that over to your personal income as a as an owner, and now you owe taxes on the 50000 As income. As income. Yep. And that comes out of your personal account. What Profit First does, or this, you know, this model, it says, hey, we're going to peel off 10% of every deposit, put that in a separate tax account, and when the tax bill comes, the money's there from the business's payment. The business is covering the taxes. You're Isn't getting, that a, interesting? You're getting $50,000 in real yeah. pocket, you know, pocket money as opposed to net tax. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, wow. Huge. What an what a epiphany. That was like, you know, I didn't know that there was a way to do this. Well, I mean, before we continue, just the idea here, and it's global for the whole profit first thing, but this is how you force making sure that your business is taking care of you, your team, everybody, as opposed to just opening up the four walls and saying, okay, whatever's left, let's figure it out from there. Yes. And unfortunately, the struggle that we see most business owners in are, you know, you're down the road, you've got the business has been doing its thing for you know, two years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever it may be. Now you're trying to figure this stuff out. But how do you do it when you have a whole business and all of those expenses and everything's already there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like you have to stop and you have to make a change if, well, if you want the way to bring you, some of these things. The way you do this, and we moved to Profit First a couple, like a year and a half ago. I actually reached out to these guys and said, hey, I want to just do this. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it kind of forces you to, it, it forces cash flow. It forces yeah. cash flow management, I should say. And, um, the tax one was huge for us. We weren't really peeling off any money from the business for taxes, but let's just say, hey, you, you did $2,000 deposit, you peel off every deposit or you peel it off weekly. Um, there's a cadence here. Uh, and the only way to get to this is to take your P&Ls over the, like, the last six months and see where are we at today. <coughs> most most gyms aren't, don't have a tax account. Sure. So, so that's definitely gonna help you guys. The next one's equipment. Hey. Um, in the profit first models, hey, you should have five percent set aside for equipment, and that could be equipment purchases, equipment uh, repairs, repairs yeah. maintenance, all that stuff. Um, and again, at the end of the the year, if this money isn't spent, you can move that up to profit. Profit, yeah, sure. which is cool. And then operating expenses is thirty five percent, thirty five percent for everything else, and that's rent, that's that's marketing, you know, electricity, office supplies you know, cleaning, janitorial, all that good stuff that goes into operating expense, 35%. And the way it kind of works is, is that you have all these different uh, bank accounts and Mm -hmm. you're really just moving money around all the time. And then when you need to make a payment, it comes out of OPEX, right? Operating expense account. And it's like, there's all these different accounts. Yeah. Think of them like buckets, right? And when something comes in, you have to take, you know, it's a dollar and now you've got a hundred pennies and you got to figure out what, you know, which bucket gets. It's the old envelope system. It is. Exactly. But, it, but again, it's prioritizing our objective from the business. Yeah. Right? Like we're forcing profit, which is the goal of the business from mm-hmm. the beginning. I love that mentality because it's not just, okay, we've got the business and now we've got scraps and we'll figure it out. It's, it's, this is what, and this is when it comes back to like reverse engineering when we work with gym owners. What lifestyle do you want? 
What do you mm-hmm. want out of your fitness business? What is your the salary you expect to be able to bring home at the end of the year? Okay, let's figure that out. Now we know our percentages. This is what your business has to produce and create and yeah. do in order for you to, to be able to do that, right? We can reverse engineer that. But normally it's, this is what we're doing. I'm paying everybody else. The place has got its lights on. And now it's like, okay, what do I have for what's myself? Left? What's what, exactly. What's left? And that's, you know, it's almost like a back against the wall type of thing as opposed to being at the forefront and controlling this reactive. It, it is. Pride. Absolutely. What's cool about this though, guys, is it gives you percentages to hit, which I don't think up until this book or, or something that was maybe in the underground accounting world that you ever really knew. You didn't know. Like now, hey, We talk to other gym owners and it's a common question all the time. What, what should yeah. we spend on this? What should, and now OPEX, which is operating expenses, 35%. Now dive deeper into that. Like, hey, how much should your rent be? How much should, uh, you know, marketing budget be? How much, right? And if you guys have looked at yeah. our, our math of marketing, <laughs> you're going to know the answer to that. You guys, go check out winninggym.com slash math if you're interested in the math of marketing. That'll tell you how much to spend on marketing uh, in case you're questioning that. But the point of this is, it, it, you know, not... I will give props to this guy, John. Um, I did talk to him several times on the phone. We were doing this profit first and go check it out on Amazon. Finally, there's somebody that says, Hey, this is a good, good target to look to try to hit. And if you're hitting these numbers, congratulations. Yeah. Good job. You're, you're in the top five, 10% of the businesses out there. You're profitable. You're paying yourself. The tax are paid, you know, all everything that you can think of is kind of covered. And, you know, Doing this for a little over a year now, it's like, hey, I can see how this really helps a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the struggle, because again, you're not just, it's not just what's left. And that's, that's the thing is, you know, and again, back to being re- retro, like if, if I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to be left at the end of the, you know, the month and it's now month over, right? We're, if everything we're looking at is in the past, in the past, right? We don't know what the end of this month is going to look like. I don't know. How this comfortable is, my, my is thing forward. is. It's always forward facing. You you can project just like we do with with the business, right? Marketing and and our average, you know, client values. We can project because mm-hmm. of the EFTs and things like that what we're going to be earning next month to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, what the next few months of our business looks like. This mm-hmm. is forward forecasting. Yeah. And we can build, we can, you, we leverage that. That is power. That is clarity. Mm-hmm. That is the number one focus for any gym owner that we work with is getting them back into the driver's seat and looking forward yeah. in the business. Not, holy crap, what do I, you know, what do I need to go fix or pull along with me? And so I think this is one of the, probably one of the bigger takeaways that we could yeah, you know, really kind of open. And even if it's not, you know, necessarily going full profit first model, prioritizing profit in your business, prioritizing the numbers of, um, not overspending, yeah, not, knowing, but no, yeah t- knowing, knowing a goal. And I think that's been a, a, a difficult thing is when, yeah. when we don't have something to aim for, we're just kind of going, now going back to one of our past episodes, which was like the best thing about the fitness business is this reoccurring and grow, you know, uh, subscription model that, you know, people that are so, you know, paid in full kind of look past What's, what's really cool about the fitness business is, you know, a lot of times operating expenses are fixed. Mm-hmm. And so for every dollar that you put into the business, it's all profit. It's all profit, right? Sure, you can distribute to different buckets, but at the end of the day, if you're not spending the equipment, you just move that to profit and you're good. So why wouldn't you? I mean, 
why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you at least have a goal? But knowing that, hey, if my base operating expenses are covered right now, every dollar that I make today and in the future is going to go to profit. Like, shouldn't that light a fire? Isn't, like that, isn't that great? Like, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I can tell you that it would really suck starting every month in the red and having to figure out how mm -hmm. to go outsell the hole you're in and then create profit, right? Yeah. You know, knowing that from month one um, or day one, I guess, you know, of your month is, your is month. a big deal. Yeah. You know, the, the clarity, the comfort. I mean, even from just a mindset thing, like we talked about, like, you know, you don't resent your business because you know that it's it's providing what it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked to, we talk to gym owners all the time that are just, they want to pull back or they don't know what to do or they throw their hands up in the air because, you know, things are, are either so bad or they just don't know what to do to get to that, you know, in front of the eight ball type of mm -hmm. thing. Um, but the, the EFT is a big one. I had a conversation with a gentleman probably two weeks ago on a call and his whole business was built around one-on-one uh, -on -one personal training Package in sessions. yeah in sessions, 12, 12 week session packages. And that was his whole business. And so when we start talking about the, the trouble that he's in, not trouble that he's in, but like, you know, getting him out of where he's at versus where he wants to be. That was the first suggestion I had. I was like, well, every month, I mean, every 12 weeks, you're reselling everybody. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, you don't know what your business is making this month versus, you know, next month. Uh, so we, what we did is we talked about the subscription model. He started changing that. And I mean, he hit me up on Instagram. We, and he hasn't even moved to us. Like he, this was just our initial call. And so we talked about the reasons that some of those things are in our businesses. And he made the decisions, started changing it yeah. all on his own. Good. But, you know, he came back to me and he's like, man, I've already made myself. And this is big because, you know, he's sell, selling a 12-week package typically. But now he came back to me and he goes, I've already made myself over $2,500 additionally each week hmm. because it's I've moved to the, e like, yeah, exactly. Because he moved to an EFT model. And so now he's got that kind of forecasting oh, beautiful. from the number of clients that he's brought in into those packages and sold them in EFT as opposed to, okay, I got 10 grand in my bank account, but what do I do next month? Right. You know what I mean? And now yeah. granted, sure, that money, if you budgeted it, could- do the same thing, but much to your point earlier, if you got cash in your pocket, what's it. that, what's that law, right? It's gonna, you're going to find a way to, to spend the money. So, um, the EFT model, the, we talk about the Delta, mm -hmm. that's the lifeblood of the business month over focusing on just increasing that. That's it's massive clarity. Now I'm going to throw a disclaimer on this because I know people are gonna be like, well, Hey, I, you know, the reason I don't do that is because of this. If you're trying to get financing in your business, okay. Maybe, maybe you're going to buy a building. Maybe you're trying to sell the business. Your, your margins are going to change a little bit. Like your profit's going to go up. Your owner pay might go up a little bit. You might drop your operating expenses down below these numbers because you have to show a healthier business. This model is going to be for the, you're, you're just going down the road of, of being a business owner. If you're also, the, if you're trying to, to limit, you know, limit your tax liabilities, this is going to change a little bit. Okay. Just so throwing this out there because I know, Hey Tim, well, the reason I don't do that yeah, is because that look, this is what, what this is, what I'm trying to sh uh, share with you is like some targets and some, some percentage that you should try to understand. Hey, are we healthy today? Are we healthy in the future? How to, how to predict. Um, but yes, if you're either trying to go for financing, if you're going to try to sell your business, if you're trying to limit your tax liability, yeah, this is going to, the percentages are going to change a little bit. Consult your CPA. We're not a CPA, but 
just want to let you know, like, hey, there is there is a formula here that that you can go look at. Go check out that book. Um, and if you have any other questions regarding your business systems, we do talk about this in our, uh, you know, in our in our coaching program or business accelerator. I don't want to I don't want to leave this podcast without giving you some direction, a call to action to to get on a call with us at winninggym.com/grow. You're going to jump on a call with Randy. Uh, we'll be able to kind of dissect where you're at in your business. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, like for for example, the guy that wasn't ready to work with us yet, he gave, um, you know, him plenty of direction. He's yeah. already making positive changes. And you know, we know in the future, hey, when the time's right, we'll come back and we'll probably have another conversation. So yeah, don't don't wait, guys. Don't there's there's help out there for you. We have our business accelerator program, winninggym.com slash grow. We'll put it in the podcast notes so you don't have to go write this down while you're driving. Be safe. Um, that's it for this episode, guys. Hopefully that helps you out. Until next show, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.